Yo, Sahil, you trying to get into crypto, man? Yeah, you're talking like Bitcoin, Dogecoin, Ethereum? Dude, there's this crazy new company, FTX. Yeah. Everyone's talking about it. Tom Brady, the Warriors, Larry David. Dude, you, you got to put all your money into it. Dude, like, they got a lot of money. It's like billions of dollars. I don't yeah. know if I got that. Dude, it's worth $24 billion. Are you sure? I think so, yeah. Yeah, let me check on that really quick. Yeah, I'm seeing it's worth about $0. I got to check my balance. One sec. This is a personal video. Any views or opinions represented in this video are personal and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations we may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity. The views expressed are for entertainment purposes only and not to be misinterpreted as actionable investment advice. All right, guys, welcome back to Uninvested. My name is Sahil Seth. I'm Crockett Calloway. And today we're going to be talking about FTX. You know, if you have a Twitter, you've probably seen at least one post about it. This is this crypto company that's gone absolutely crazy all of the news losing lots of people a lot of money Crack, why don't you give us a little bit of background i'll give a little bit of background um real quick just want to shout out all you uh spotify apple Podcasts, and youtube watchers uh we love you guys as always please make sure to keep up to date with our instagram at un.invested uh, we're posting memes and content and it's uh it's a growing page so we appreciate the support um, but let's get into this scandal probably the biggest crypto scandal of all time i mean scandal just any company of all time bigger than Enron. It's it's as big as Enron. It's when you think about the last you know five years in venture capital, um, with you, you know like Adam Newman's fraud that happened, uh, with um, just everything going on. Like this is the biggest thing that you'll hear about in the last five years. Um, let's talk about Sam Bankman-Fried, otherwise known as SBF. Who is SBF? So SBF, smart guy, went to MIT. And then he gets into Jane Street, very prominent hedge fund trading firm. From there, he figures out, you know, gets really good with crypto, coding. And then he starts this, his own company, Amada Research, mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah. So uh, basically, this research firm uh, is the equivalent of a hedge fund, right? And so yeah, they are... Alameda? I think I mispronounced it. Yeah, Al Alameda Research. Yeah. So they're basically a crypto hedge fund. Um, they uh, are being guided by his expertise, right? When they start out, he does... Uh, this is SBF. He does an interview with... Bloomberg News, they call him the JP Morgan of crypto at the time. And so he's talked about as a brilliant guy. Yeah, he's super smart. Everyone loves him. He's super charismatic. He has these principles of altruism. He's mm -hmm. just trying to, you know, help everyone else. I've seen videos, you know, the most forgiving billionaire there is just gives money to everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, we learn that's fall, far from the truth, but we'll get into that. But but Alameda Research is like projecting um, some like crazy returns for their hedge fund, right? Yeah, exactly. 15%. So in the early days, they're like, you give us money, we're going to get you 15% returns, which is like an astronomical amount to like essentially guarantee that. Mm -hmm. No one really guarantees money because money is not guaranteed. And the craziest part about this is, you know, the leader of Alameda eventually is going to be his girlfriend. And she really has no experience at all. She just, you know, just because she knew Sam, mm -hmm. he was like, hey, why don't you help me out and run this big company that has billions of dollars in it? Mm. So already seeming a little sus. Um, but but let, let, let's take a step back, and you're thinking about this. Let's think about this from the perspective of 2019 crypto world, right? So, yeah. like, still booming. We haven't hit the massive dip that we have um, right now. Let's just look at this from the perspective of, like, a normal person with confidence in crypto, right? Yeah. So you're seeing the JP Morgan of crypto, uh, SBF, found Alameda. You want to get involved in uh, Alameda, get those 15% returns. Like, it sounds fantastic, right? Yeah. Um, then after 
uh, creating Alameda, what's his next move, Saho? So then he's like, you know, I have all these thoughts about crypto. I can really transform how people trade. He's like, what about FTX? He creates his company, FTX. And this is really, you could think about a platform that lets you trade crypto, but, you know, at a, at a higher level, you know, more like, skilled investors can use FTX. You, know, you can have options, calls, like kind of what you do with stocks, you can now do with crypto rather than just buying a coin, selling a coin. Right. And, and so re- really quickly for the people who, because we have a lot of listeners who might be involved in crypto, might not be involved in crypto. Um, there are things called exchanges in the same way that there is a stock exchange. You can go on your Robinhood or Schwab account or E-Trade. Um, these are just the platforms by which yeah. you trade coins. Exactly. All right. And, and so when we talk about a crypto exchange, you're, tra- you're trading coins. There's super popular ones that include Coinbase is huge. Um, Binance is huge. So he decides he's going to make FTX, which is a crypto exchange. Exactly. And listed on FTX is their coin. And so a coin, think about it in the in the crypto world, uh, it's the equivalent to like a stock in the real world, yeah. right? And so you can make a coin. He calls that coin FTT. So FTT is FTX's coins. There's a lot of acronyms here. You're going to have yeah. to stay with it. Like SBF creates... Company. SBF is uh, Sam Bankman-Fried. He creates FTX, which is the company. That's the exchange. And then on that exchange is FTT, which is the coin. Exactly. FTX goes on to be the second biggest crypto exchange in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, second biggest, biggest exchange. I think it's the fourth biggest in terms of uh, trading derivatives, which is just like a, a type of trade that you can make. So it's huge. People are using this like crazy. Right? Yeah. Everyone's trying to get into it. It's growing really fast. You know, the crypto boom. Super notable investors, Sequoia Capital. Mm-hmm. Funny story about Sequoia Capital is they say Sam Bankman-Freeman, the, um, the founder of FTX, he was playing League of Legends. You know, while on the call with Sequoia, they said in the chat, like, this guy is amazing. He's really going to change the world. And he doesn't care at all. You know, per usual, he's playing um, League of Legends. Apparently, he's actually really bad at it, like <laughs> bronze or silver. That, silver. That's coming from, like, Twitter reports, right? Like, he yeah, was, like... Elon Musk can confirm that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Elon Musk literally just tweeted that, like, whole thread about him being horrible at League of Legends, right? Yeah, exactly. It's hilarious. But, but, but I mean, anyways. people are loving FTX, right? Yeah. And they're also, they're seen, um, and this is in, in kind of mid to late 2019, as this like savior in the crypto space. There was this huge tank, um, especially in like Ethereum prices, a huge drop in the market, and he basically enacts a bailout on the market. And so he starts um, buying up coins, basically in, in an effort to retain the strength of the yes. crypto market. Um, exactly. He's like keeping up the demand. You know, when the demand drops, the value of something drops. But say I really like Crockett's hoodie and I'm going to buy a lot of his hoodies then that price of the hoodie is going to go up because more and more people want it. Right. And that's exactly what he was doing. Exactly. So he, it's a very like, it, on the surface, it looks like a pro bono attempt. You also have to think of it in the context of like, this guy owns his own crypto exchange. So if crypto is doing yeah. poorly, then he's doing poorly. Exactly. Um, but also like crypto is a community. We've talked a lot on the podcast about like these consumer communities. Like when we had our um, episode on Figma, we talked a lot about like the designer Design community. community. Yeah. Right. And, and crypto is the same way. Like, these Reddit threads, people have these Telegram threads, like people are so into it and they want to see it survive. And so people started like praising him for that. Exactly. People are like, you know, they want this decentralized form of money, this currency. They don't want the government to run how, you know, how they can make trades. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, people are really passionate about it and have been for a long time, even though it's just recently, you know, in the past few years getting real prominent. Right. So he, he has a, he's a good rep, right? And again, we're still thinking about this from the perspective of like, you're just a normal crypto joe schmo and you're, you're like getting into the space in 2019 um there are reports at this time that they start making some unusual spending uh decisions what are some of those decisions sahil 
to the spending decisions by FTX, you're saying? Yes, in like late 2019, just like the same time when they are like, people are, people are saying they're doing really well. Like they start making some just like weird oh, yeah. spending so, decisions. I mean, first off, the Miami Heat Stadium, they buy the name ring rights. So that's FTX Arena, since stripped, I believe, because, mm-hmm. like, we'll talk about, they go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. But, and they also buy with um, company funds, they buy these big houses in Bahamas. Oh, yeah, we should mention this is a Bohemian company, mm-hmm. right? Is that Bohe- Bahamian? Uh, Bo- <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> it's, a, not, it's definitely not it's Bohemian. It's Bahamas based. It's definitely not a Bohemian company. <laughs> no, yes, but. In the Bahamas, essentially, this company is based out of so little looser regulations over there for sure. But they buy all these expensive thirty million dollar condos, twenty four seven chefs, and all their offices. Exactly, it's a very frugal company as they like to pitch themselves. But they're spending millions and millions of dollars on things that are not frugal. They build their their logo is like I'll put it right here. It's like in the shape of this like uh, F and oh yeah, their whole their uh, office. They build an office like custom built in the shape of this F, and it's just like you're spending like. Hundreds of millions of dollars. And at the time, it's fine because, like we said, the crypto world at the time, like this company is blowing up. It's mm-hmm. probably the number one thing everyone's trying to invest in. You got Tom Brady, like we mentioned, the Warriors, Sequoia Capital, a bunch of other venture capital firms just pouring money. Also, a lot of firms just keeping their assets on FTX mm-hmm. themselves. And, and also, like you have to keep in mind, like the crypto and NFT community in general is is like this. It's super extravagant. Like you see like, I'm sure some of our listeners, uh, I, I know I have friends who, like, go to these, like, NYC NFT parties, and, like, it's this big, like, crazy space. People, like, spending, like, random money on things. And so it's not all that alarming that this guy's doing this. Yeah, no, totally. And everyone's like, this is justified because his company scaled to, like, you know, $32, 34000000000 billion in valuation very, very quickly. So these are just promotional efforts, as people like to call them. Okay. So. Now we- let's get to the real, you know. The point that everyone's been talking about in the last few days so yeah so it's 2019 like their rep is good they look like they're in a good path but yeah. let's take a step in a second and step back and look at so like some of the logistics of alameda and ftx what can yeah. you tell me about that so this is where we're really going to go and talk about the fraud that is ftx and the reason that they mm-hmm. failed so alameda run by sbf's girlfriend people think separate entity not related to ftx at all However, what we find is that FTX was actually lending money, lending you know consumers money, people that are putting their money onto the FTX exchange. SBF was actually giving money to Alameda because at the time, like we said, there was just whole big crypto you know fallout. People were losing money. Likewise, Alameda was losing money. They made a lot of bets in the crypto space. They were losing lots and lots of money, and you know they had to pay people back. Mm-hmm. You know, so what did SBF do? He's like to save this other company of his. He was really just using these customer funds from Alameda and giving the, I mean, from FTX and giving them to Alameda mm-hmm. as essentially loans with this coin, essentially. And by the way, this is completely unbeknownst to people who are trading. Yeah, they the even platform. have in their guidelines, like, it's not like a typical bank. So the way banks work is when you give your money into a savings account, the bank is then allowed to take that savings money and loan it out to people, you know, to buy houses and they get the difference on the percentage. You know, mm-hmm. they give you a little bit for keeping your money in the savings account, but they make a lot of um, interest when you give someone a loan and FTX is not allowed to do that it's literally yeah. in their guidelines that your assets on the exchange are your assets to use FTX is not supposed to be able to touch those in any way and it's what's traditionally protected crypto from having what we call in traditional banking like a bank run right because yeah. banks are allowed to lend out your money it's the same thing if you've seen like uh, 
uh, a Christmas story. Like if you've seen any of these movies where there's a bank run, people go to the bank. It, the reason you can't get your money when you want it is because the bank's lending out your money. Exactly. That doesn't happen in crypto because cryptos, crypto tr- exchanges are not allowed to do that. And so when you want to go get your money, you should be able to get exactly. Your money. If Crockett is FTX, I give him one dollar. He better hold on to that one dollar and do nothing else with my one dollar. Exactly. But instead, what's happening here is imagine I'm your Joe Schmo. I want to go invest uh, in FTX. So I go to FTX's website. I buy FTT coin. Imagine I buy $10. Uh, Your FTX, what do you do with my $10 worth of FTT? So I then use that $10 and we're like, oh, Alameda Research, they've just lost billions of dollars. Why don't I give them that $10 essentially? But also... What's the leverage you can then use there with my $10? Do you back that? Do you get yeah. some debt with it? What do you do and with exactly that? Exactly. The backing is the coin itself, FTT. Mm-hmm. So that's like Crockett's, that's like me saying, okay, I have Sahil dollars. Here are Sahil, Sahil dollars just in case. Yeah. So it, it's your, your, like, banks get insured, right, by the FTC. They get yeah. insured by the Treasury and the U.S. government. This is basically saying, like, you can insure the value of this loan with my money. With It's like, it, it's actually, it's absurd. Yeah, because it's a coin he created. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the value is, like, created by demand. And they are spurring the demand. They're yeah. creating the demand themselves. And then loaning that out based on this, like, arbitrary demand. Yeah, exactly. So now... Sounds is, good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from here, everyone's like... I mean, what is going on? No one really realized this until a few days ago when, you know, the books were leaked. Like, every, like, investors get quarterly reports from companies. They can see into the books, but somehow SBF was able to hide all of this. All of this was unbeknownst to any of the investors, or perhaps they didn't really care because the valuation of FTX was increasing, increasing, increasing. Thus, the money they put in was getting a higher and higher return. Exactly. So it's twofold. It's the, you know, the venture world, investor world really messed up. They don't really care about these type of things. And there was just a, a lack of judgment and a lack of care to really dive deep. Or was FBF being super criminal and just cleaning his books, as people like to say, hiding all of these transactions? Because he gave $4 billion to Alameda in FTT. So at this point, um, like, th- by the way, this isn't known yet to the public, right? Yes, so yes. people are not talking about this. Um, but you mentioned this uh, this concept that like investors get their quarterly reports all the time. Of course, there's like things leaked and posted about companies all the time. In early, uh, so after this is this starts going on, they start lending out this money. A Coinbase article comes out, um, and this Coinbase article, Coinbase again is this crypto exchange. It's one of their competitors yeah. um, that we discussed a couple minutes ago. A Coinbase article comes out suggesting uh, that their assets are not what they seem. What does the article suggest, Sahil? So they're just saying. Um... I think they basically say they're insolvent here. Like, they can't pay back, like we said, one-to-one mm-hmm. to, um, to uh, like, invest not investors, but to customers, essentially. And this is where, you know, the ball really drops, and this other competitor, Binance, run by CZ, he's, he's had a long-term beef with SBF. So, you know? by, by the way, he's another acronym. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we, everyone calls him CZ in the same way that we call Sam Bakeman-Fried SBF. So, I think uh, SBF and CZ are, like, kind of the mortal enemies in, the, in this position. Yeah. So, CZ... He runs Binance, the biggest competitor to FTX, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. And they're actually the first investor in FTX. They have bought a large stake in FTX. Mm-hmm. But what, when you buy a large stake in FTX, what does that mean? You have a lot of FTT, mm-hmm. right? And they had a lot of beef, you know? I know at one point, you know, SBF was making fun of him. like, oh, can um, CZ even come to the U.S. or something like that in one of his tweets? It's like Twitter wars between these two guys, right? Yeah. So, and then the ball really drops because... 
Binance, CZ announced on Twitter that Binance is going to liquidate all their assets and exit out of FTX completely. And by doing this, they're going to sell all of their FTT coin. Mm -hmm. And when they do this, like we said, the opposite of, you know, bumping up the demand of FTT, what SBF was doing earlier, Binance is essentially just draining the price of FTT, flooding the markets with a huge supply. Right. And so think of this as like the... uh as that last match right like yeah. what you're doing here and again maybe their goal was uh to increase demand but this is a huge widely respected crypto exchange publicly tweeting to everyone that they do not have confidence in ftt yeah because if they did have confidence in ftt which is what people thought because they were initial investors they wouldn't be dumping billions of dollars yeah. worth of ftt they token. probably had the largest stake yeah oh by by far they probably had the largest yeah stake. as an investor yeah so they publicly tweet out we're selling all of our FTT. Now imagine, let's put ourselves back in this like role play position again, right? Imagine I'm Joe Schmo. I have money in FTT and I'm like now into the crypto space. I'm exploring Twitter. Yeah, yeah. And I see on Twitter, you put your money into FTX. Yeah, right? I put my money into FTX. So maybe I have $100 worth of FTT, right? Which is which is their coin. Um, I see finance tweet that they are selling all of their FTT. I don't know what I'm doing in the crypto space. Yeah. Of course, I'm like, oh my God, this huge person's selling all of their FTT. I'm going to sell my FTT. I, I, I don't know what, what their motivation is, right? And that's basically what starts happening, right? Exactly. People are just like, pulling all, not just FTT, just pulling all their funds out of FTX. Whatever mm. they have in FTX's exchange might not be just necessarily FTT. They're just pulling it out. But what is all their, what we know now, what is collateral for all these assets? It's not the actual assets because those were lent to Alameda. Mm. Is this coin FTT, which we now know just lost, you know, half seventy five percent of its value, just dropped in value. Now what we call FTX is actually insolvent. They can't pay back these people, and we actually see that they just halt withdrawals. So mm-hmm. it's like a bank saying, "We can't give you your money when you want to go get your uh, money out of your um, checking account." The bank's just like, "We don't have it." Yeah, it's essentially what FTX did. They're like, "We don't have your money." It is way worse than a bank run, and it's different than like. You know, this might happen with banks when they make poor investment decisions and they have to go insolvent. That doesn't happen as much. What's literally happening here is you people would go on the website. Um, keep in mind, like like we said before, FTX is a crypto exchange. They, you know, buy you can buy and trade a ton of different coins. Yeah. Like any coin you would go to on the website, you would try and pull out your money and it would put a pause on your transaction. It would say, sorry, we can't do that right now. We're facing errors. Yeah. And it's pending. It should be pending. While this is happening. SBF, who's very, very vocal on Twitter throughout his tenure at um, FTX, he's tweeting things like, you know, it's fine, guys. Like, just keep waiting on your transactions. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. But Uh, at the back end, this dude is scrambling because he can't pay back all these people. mm -hmm. He gave away their money Mm -hmm. and he can't pay that. So he's trying to raise money. You know, he calls himself one of the greatest fundraisers of all time, trying to raise all this money and he can't do it. And then he tries to go to finance, Mm -hmm. funny enough, to he's like, please just bias right you know and and he's and Binance says yes like they're like oh like sure like you got a little bit of trouble but you got a lot of you know assets still a lot of customers which so let me get this right so he goes back to the one guy that just like the one guy who they have this weird relationship cz backed him in the beginning uh but then cz pulled all of binance's money out of ftx so now sbf is going back to him and saying please bail us out somehow please help us out and so he asked them to purchase them and Binance says yes yeah, exactly. It's like your biggest competitor cutting you down just to buy you. This is like maybe one of the best business moves of all time if it went through. Because then we find out in a few days, Binance is like, 
never mind. We are pulling out of this deal. We are not buying FTX. You guys are on your own. And you guys should know that these companies like FTX, they're, they're unregulated by entities like the SEC. You know, mm-hmm. A bank can't do what FTX did, you know, lend out all this money, be unregulated, do whatever they want, essentially. They, mm-hmm. People would just say, like, these kids, SBF and his, like, 10 friends, like, they were just a gang of kids doing whatever they wanted. They were unregulated. They didn't have anyone to tell them, you can't do this, you can't do that. You know, right. maybe some laws, I guess, but no one really just watching them. There's, there's no regulations like you see in traditional banking, and it doesn't take long, too, here. So you mentioned, like, a couple days went by. Less than 24 hours after Binance said that they were going to buy FTX, they decided not to buy FTX. And the reason they decide not to buy FTX is, look, you're Binance. You're a very prominent um, crypto exchange. As far as we know, right, like, FTX is this crazy, like, un- I mean, they're all unregulated, but they're just making some really poor decisions here. Like, yeah. Binance is, I've used Binance myself as my, like, trading platform of choice. Like, they're doing really well. They have a ton of attorneys on their side. Exactly. It takes, pro- they have, have teams of probably, what, like, 100 plus attorneys. Exactly, yeah. I mean, just, like, accountants, too. Accountants. Like combing the books. It takes these people less than 24 hours to look at FTX's books and realize, like, what is going on here? Yeah. Right. And so, they find this hole. Well, they, they find a lot of holes. First, they find all like the crazy spending they were doing on like ridiculous places and stuff like that. Um, but then they find that there is a six hundred million dollar hole. Right? No, no, that's after. That's but, after. Is this the ten billion? That's the hacking. This is ten billion. Okay. Then they find that there is a ten billion dollar hole worth of assets that is seemingly missing. Um, that they do not have that they cannot pay back to people who have used the platform. Exactly. And so once Binance pulls out, this is now when FTX actually pulls out and stops um, all withdrawals. Mm-hmm. You know, beforehand they were like slowing the transactions, but now completely they're just like stopping all withdrawals. If you have money in FTX, you cannot get it out. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and then a few days later, maybe the next day, SPF goes on Twitter, his favorite platform of all time, it seems, and he's like, I'm filing FTX for bankruptcy in all his entities. FTX is related to over a hundred entities. So what happens if you are related and back tons of assets, tons of coins that other people are investing in, and then suddenly the parent company says, yeah, we don't have any money. What happens to all those assets? Yeah, they just lose all their value, essentially. This is why we said in the beginning of the podcast, FTX's value went to zeros of dollars. So now only from, are... From the, $24 billion from to zero dollars. Over 24 Their valuation is like $34 billion almost. And this, by the way, started happening on November 6th. And so this is, this is you know, less than two weeks less ago? Less than two weeks yeah. ago. Exactly. It's crazy the... You know how fast everyone has reacted to this, but now not just consumers. You know, people using FTX have lost their money. Now every investor that ever put money into FTX also is losing money. So now you have this is where Sequoia Capital just recently sent a letter to all their investors that they're writing off like two hundred and ten million dollars. Mm. That's going two hundred ten million dollars to zero dollars. But what's worse, you think about it, like these firms, they probably wrote off FTX as a win. You know, they're like, oh, FTX is worth billions of dollars we put in like a few million now it's worth a few billion like this is a big w mm. for our fund and now that just went from a few billion to zero but the the unfortunate thing too that's happening on the fundraising process is that you know alameda and ftx for that matter went through a ton of fundraising rounds and while this is happening there's so much investor hype that companies are seeing major companies our vc firms are seeing major vc firms like sequoia invest and they think wow sequoia's done their due diligence exactly. this firm has done everything they can I'm not even going to do as much due diligence. Exactly. I'm like, just going to put money in. I it. trust this one firm that gave money to a dude playing League of Legends. Right. <laughs> unbeknownst to all of them, they're like, okay, take all my money that you can because this is a good deal. Like, 
you know, when it comes to venture, growth is king. And yeah. no one was growing faster than the crypto world. And no one no one was growing faster in the crypto world than FTX. Right. And so you have, like, Firm 1 being, like, oh, Firm firm 2 put money in because of Firm 3, because of Firm 4, because of Firm 5. Great. And yeah. so you get this waterfall of firms exactly. losing money. Right. And so it's not just, like, everyone's losing money here. It's FTX. It's hundreds of th- millions of people who millions are using just FTX. Single people, but not just single people. So we think about. We have the investors, all the venture firms, everyone that invested, Tom Brady and a like, probably going to lose like $600 million, mm-hmm. put his whole fortune into it. You know, we have the investors losing money. We have like, you know, people like me and Crockett that just, you know, regularly were to use um, use FTX. And then we also have all the, the companies that just kept their assets mm. on FTX, mm. using it almost like a bank account. So, okay. So we find that they have $10 billion in lost assets. Doesn't even then end there, right? Doesn't end there. So a few days after they go bankruptcy, we get the news that FTX is hacked. Six hundred million dollars. The remaining money they had on their, you know, their accounts gone. And part of part of you know when you have bank accounts are extremely hard to hack because you have a smart network. Crypto is is easier sometimes, but what's so difficult about this hack is that this person takes. Some people are saying it's four hundred fifty plus. Some people are saying six hundred million dollars. Yeah. Whatever. It's the remaining remaining account balance. The whatever whoever this hacker is starts transferring this between millions of coins. Exactly. It starts going through the blockchain. Essentially, at this point, it's untraceable. They haven't identified who has this wallet yet. My guess is that they're never going to find out who I has mean, this. I mean, yeah, and they say it's like it was like by a backdoor, so a senior executive had to get it. I mean, maybe it's like SBF himself. Maybe this is why this guy's not swinging at all because they say he has an actually negative net worth because, you know, all his companies just went bankrupt and he has personal bankrupt. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What's this backdoor you're talking about here? So the thing about FTX is like their code, essentially a bunch of executives claim that really FTX and about maybe like a handful of other people are the only ones that saw the code and essentially, you know, backdoor into these funds where you can just move funds really um, anywhere you really want without people having noticed too much. So it's a way to move funds without it going on the books. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's just fraud. Yeah, it's just straight fraud. I mean, there's just fraud on top of fraud on top of fraud. SBF. Fully, he's he's a criminal. Millions of people have lost billions and billions of dollars while this is happening. This guy took bets. Because the funny thing is, if FCT and like the crypto world never took a crash, none of this would have ever been exposed because FTX would have had enough money to back everyone that put money into them. Yep. However, you know when it came down to CZ, um, you know founder of Binance, he really exposed them by dumping the coin Mm -hmm. and really seeing that these were doing these malicious acts and I mean, the funniest, C- he did his duty cd completely yeah. did his like public duty just like people who are investing in the and the funniest part is the part where i just said um spf actually agreed to when he talked to a, a vox <laughs> a vo- um a vox uh journalist through twitter dms like i said he loves twitter mm. and he had no remorse he was like this is the game we play talks about how all his ethics everything all the pr is just a front you yep. know the people like him and yeah, when, they, when asked about like the people losing all their money, I think he said the exact quote was sometimes life just creeps up on you. Yeah. Like this dude, this dude does not care. He does not care. And he's like, he still thinks he could like save FC. He's going to like raise money. He's the best fundraiser of all time. He's going to get money. He's going to fulfill all these. He's going to fill the hole just with other people's money. He, he basically like, if he were to do that, he has to raise over $10 billion in two weeks. Yeah. I Which, mean, I mean, it's it's not even that like this guy we shouldn't be focusing on the fact that that's like an undoable feat it's the fact that he has to do that feat in the first place because he defrauded people yeah exactly and he's probably gonna go to jail i know the u.s government's trying to bring it in for questioning Mm -hmm. 
this dude, everyone he worked with, his girlfriend, to it, um, Alameda, like, they should both go to jail because what it comes down to, they were using other people's money when they should not have even touched it. Mm-hmm. So he's, so, like, he's ousted. It, it's also, it's it's been said on Twitter by executives that, um, like, while this is happening, so in the last two weeks, like, they basically, like, isolated him from the company because they had such little faith in him. Exactly, exactly. Like, they wanted him to go completely on his own because they just did not trust yeah. the guy at all. Yeah, um, he kept tweeting. Like, he, he kept tweeting. At one point, he just, he tweets out individually all the letters to what happened because, <laughs> like, it's just, it's, re- I mean, people, it's it's terrible. People lose their livelihood. Yeah, this dude's like a narcissist. He just clearly does not care. You know, he was just taking risks that he shouldn't have taken and had no remorse. But also, like, you watch videos of him and he seems kind of robotic, too. Dude. Like, he seems like he just has no remorse. I don't know. In the some in the interviews he did, literally in the interview with Bloomberg, we talked about in the beginning. Like he just seems like a robot. Whatever. He he leaves the company or he gets replaced by a new CEO. Who's the new CEO? So the new CEO, funny enough, is you guys ever heard of Enron, which is probably let's call it the second biggest scandal, one of the biggest scandals by corporate um by corporation. They were basically cooking their books, just mm-hmm. like lying um on their books. So by their books, I mean just like all their financials and mm-hmm. all their metrics. They're just lying. And the guy that took over that bankruptcy scandal. He's come in and now is leading FTX and has said he has never seen anything like FTX. So the one guy in the world that has seen probably one of the worst scandals is now saying this is not even comparable, which is crazy. The, the saddest thing to me here, Sahil, is just that crypto already. And so kind of now we're moving ourselves from like the yeah. details of the situation because it's still developing, right? So, yeah, we, we might do a follow-up episode. I know there's definitely going to be more information coming out, especially as the court cases go on. Definitely. But I mean, at this point, if you've listened up to here, you know everything that's happened with the FTX scandal. You can go talk about it with whoever. But stepping back from that for a second, I think what kind of like irks me about this the most is just the level of uh, doubt that this the, sh- the shadow of doubt that this casts on crypto already because people are already so concerned that crypto is this field that like is sh- i mean it is unregulated but that that has such a negative connotation exactly it's- i mean people are scared first off like i don't really like me personally i'm not in any crypto just because i'm just not knowledgeable enough on it and now you add this connotation of fraud criminal behavior anyone can do this right yeah it- it- it's it's terrifying and it- it's upsetting too because right like blockchain technology and the way it incorporates into nft technology it's supposed, trust. it's supposed to build trust it's supposed to build like accountability behind transaction processes yeah. nft technology at its at its core has like so many applications in, in, into yeah. like the broader like world um as far as like the arts go it's really important but then things like this happen and it defrauds it and it makes people lose confidence and it sets exactly. us back so i i think like at the end of the day his implications it's like he has he has cast such a negative shadow not just on people but like on an entire industry on technology exactly crypto itself is you know crypto nfts all these are interconnected and related mm-hmm. and now they all have this horrible connotation around them and you know that maybe this could lead to something good like maybe there will be a little more regulation but then at the same time the whole purpose of some of these technologies is to fight the need for regulation the so. thing that i think about too is like dude the the implications of these losses here are so much bigger than just the immediate losses that people suffered. Like oh, when you put in money, you yeah. can't get it back. Because what happens is FTX shuts down, all these assets shut down. These are like contributions to the economy that are being made. Yeah. Like this is money that's being transferred billions, every single billions. day. People making money, losing money. Yeah. I think this, is, this isn't happening exactly. anymore. At their peak, I think FTX had like $10 billion in trades happening. Right. And so you shut that down by defrauding people. You are basically like, you're creating a stall period. No one's going to use FTX. So many less people are using crypto. All you're doing is like detracting from an industry, making people lose money over the long term. I can't even imagine what settlements are going to look like in this suit. 
I don't even know who's going to back them. I don't even and, know who's going to get the. Where's the money coming from? Because it's, it's not backed by the government. so I, It's gone, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, uh, I don't let her <laughs> how know. Do, how do we end it on a high note from there is yeah, the real I question. I don't really know, but uh, yeah, we'll definitely keep you guys updated. when I'm sure there's going to be new news. We'll definitely do a part two. Excited to keep up with it. But, you know, for any updates on crypto, we'll definitely be following the story. Follow us on Undot Invested on Instagram. Thank you guys again. I'm Crockett Calloway. And I'm Sahil Seth. And this is Uninvested. Thank you.